Kilometer.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, co-host, Jesse Fiddle. I would like you to redo it, and I want to be co-host slash producer, Jesse Fiddle. <laughs> Co-host and producer, Bitch Face Jazzy. Perfect. I love it. Nailed it. First try. That's exactly what and I wanted. And our only producer, the only one that matters, Testonomics. I'm the only producer. I'm the only one that matters. That's right. And that Jazzy doesn't matter, so. Jazzy who? Yeah, exactly. Jazzy who? Welcome to episode 212 of the Games Little Podcast, everyone. That's like... More than two eleven. Yes, it is. Who? who <laughs> this, whose idea was it to ever let Jazzy join? Listen, this show. I bring let alone the this company. cold hard facts to the podcast. Cold hard facts. That's right. Well, I just want to uh, welcome everyone. We're going to get into this. Yes, as you can see on Twitch.tv slash Media. If you're watching this live, there is a big vacant spot. Right in the middle of this table. And that's because we've had enough of Deadite shit. Okay? We just had enough. And we said, you know what? Go enjoy your dumb anniversary because you got married. And we'll see you next week, buddy. And we suspended him for a week. That's right. He's out eating steak right now like a bum. Anniversary meal number three. probably getting some tonight. Man, I think we're doing it wrong. I think... I think we're doing it wrong. I just realized that that's not a punishment. We're, we're being punished. I'm being punished being left here with you. See, that's why I just don't lock anything down. That way I can claim any day that I want it as my anniversary. Just go home. Some flowers. Happy anniversary. Okay. Well, of what? And you make something up. Bam. <laughs> this oh, the last the, time I brought you flowers. This, this still doesn't solve the pro- my problem right now. Being stuck here with you, okay? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Anyways, let's uh, let's get right into it. We want to thank our patrons. Yes, thank you, patrons. What the hell is a patron, and how do you become one, <clears throat> and why the hell should you be one? Well, see, Patreon. I'll tell you why. Oh, I'm sorry, you were saying something. No, Patreon started uh, approximately a year and a half ago by a guy named Pat Rian, okay? Um, (sighs) (laughs) We just lost all of our patrons. I literally just watched it go to zero. It was amazing. I didn't even know you could do that. Patreon is where you go to support us. You like the show? Do, do you? I don't know why, but do you like Jazzy? <laughs> if you want to see more Jazzy, you got to go to Patreon. If you want to see less Jazzy, you got to go to Patreon. You support us. You influence the show. You help us grow. And we get things like a traditional real 
fucking studio. And uh, I don't know, better things like these cool mics we have now and this this nice soundboard. This is how we keep advancing because of you. And if you like it, you want less, Ethan. No you deadite. You want more deadite, less deadite like this, you know? Huh? 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 Um, then in that case, it's all Patreon. Go there, support us. If you like the show, if you like any of the podcasts coming from GameZilla Media, Patreon.com is how you show support. Oh, God, we got 50, 50 bits. bits for Pat Rion. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <sighs> Hopefully, they're tea bags that are going to fall into this cup. <laughs> can we just can we just get uh, get into um, team talk? Let's just do some. Team we can. Talk. We're gonna do some good team talk. Okay. Like this one. Here's some team talk. Oh. We're gonna bring oh. the team talk this week. You went with different music for team talk. I That's wonder right. why. Because I hate the other music. <laughs> team talk. <laughs> I want to bring it down a little bit so that we hold can on, hold on. I'm really talk. bringing it down. Right. I want people to hear for a hot second. Producer, producer, uh, Jazzy Fiddle here. Not familiar with the board. All right, how you how you been, Jazzy? What <laughs> what's your gaming moment of the week? Well, my gaming moment of the week will tie in to a news article that we have this week. I won't spoil it, but. I you tell for the, the story. First I'll be right back. Time ever got to play Fortnite with my girlfriend on the same couch. Her on the Nintendo Switch, me on the Xbox One. We cross played. We played some 50-50. and we played approximately four games. She got her first kill. Ever in Fortnite in 50v50. Where's the horn for that? Where's the horns? Man, horns? There they are. All right. Luckily, it was the H button. So (laughs) (laughs) she got her first kill, and we won two of our four games. Wait, 50v50. So, I mean, yeah, we didn't like like, like duos. Yeah, we didn't duo destroy everything. Is she a natural? uh, Damn. Well, congratulations. Can I say her name on here? Or yeah. Like, is it like off limits? No, no. You can say her name. Okay. You can, you give her the name drop. Shaquisha, congratulations. Yeah, Shaquisha. Good job. You can't even say her own name. It's Shaquisha. <laughs> say it again. I'm going to bring her flowers. Don't worry. <laughs> Lauren, congratulations <laughs> on getting your first kills and getting into some uh, Fortnite. <clears throat> yeah, she's liking it on the Switch a lot. Good. So, isn't it nice to be able to, you know, I don't know, play together across uh, different <laughs> councils? That's true. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm referencing there. I, I have no idea. Maybe we'll get into it later. I don't know. I mean, we could play cross-platform on the PlayStation. If I play on PC, yeah. she plays on PlayStation. <laughs> I, I suppose I, I could. Again, Jazzy, Jazzy I don't know what I was referencing there. <laughs> but congratulations, you know, just basically blowing the whole load. Like, you know, fucking A, Jazzy. There's a lot of load blowing going on today. I'm gonna be dropping f bombs all day because I just can't. There's, it's too much jazzy right this now. This is for the. This is There's really no for the here. children. Okay. There's so no we're gonna buffer. We're gonna need you to just bring it down. There's zero buffer right now. I'm used to having a ginger, beautiful ginger in between us, <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> Angry Grimlock. <laughs> so that's a pretty good uh, gaming moment of the week, though. I'll give you that one. Testonomics gaming moment of the week. What do you got for me? I refuse to do team talk until the mu- the appropriate music is queued up. <laughs> Oh God! Hold on. He can't. He can't. He can't handle it. 
and then let me cancel this one, and let me bring it back up for you, and then let me hit this. I like how he has to talk it out loud so that he knows what he's doing. Well, at least it's not dead air. I guess so. Well, my <laughs> Team Talk gaming moment of the week was actually, so I've been... You know, I've, I've been a, a bit damaged these last uh, 10 days or so with a broke-ass elbow, but yeah. I really wanted to game. So, much like Jazzy and Shaquisha, I decided I want to play some Fortnite, and uh, I really, for the first time ever, saw the super cool benefit of being able to do split Joy-Con, because I really can't lift my elbow up too high. So I was sitting on the couch... Uh, with split Joy-Con and uh, played a little Fortnite, which uh, unfortunately is about all the gaming I got to do. But uh, yeah, just shout out to the Switch and the unconventional split controller design that allowed me to play even though I, I'm crippled. So that's me. That's all, that, that's all I did. Fantastic. I hope you heal up soon, buddy, but uh, at least you get to keep gaming thanks to the wonderful world of Joy-Cons. Mm. The joy of Joy-Cons. The joy of Joy-Cons. All right. Um, gaming moment of the week for me would you have... you want to do music or... If you change the music, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> then in that case, no, because I cannot... And there's no way I could do just the show with just you, oh, Jazzy. Okay. All right. Um, my gaming moment of the week would have to be actually getting to game with my friend john no one oh. knows john around here he's actually a good guy john unlike jazzy talk about john did i say john or did i say john uh, clean john. the clean the bullshit out of your ears man <laughs> okay john a good friend of mine a guy that's the opposite of jazzy Anyways, I'm like, man, we never play games anymore. And he's like, well, I got to go do these 20 things, and then I will text you and we'll game. I was like, I've heard this story before. But he actually texted me. <laughs> no, right? He said, game question mark? I was like, cool. let's do it. So we jump on Fortnite because that's what he was playing on, on the PS4. So everyone's giving me shit like, oh, Graham talking shit about Sony. And there he is playing on PlayStation. My friend was on PlayStation, so I sucked it up and played on PlayStation. I would have much rather played it on any other any other console or PC. But I played with my buddy John. And we had fun. And then all of a sudden, Spidey2KX comes out of nowhere. I'm like, I didn't even know this guy still played games. So by the end of the night, I'm playing Fortnite with like Sashin, Spidey, John. That's AKA his, Double J. Yeah, that's his that's his uh gamer tag too. You just gotta search the word just just the, the name word John. John. Just the word John. Yeah. That's it. The name John. You'll find him. It's definitely not Jazzy Fiddle. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we had a good time. We didn't win any any game. Well, we won like 50 v50s, but we had. it was just fun to get together and actually play again because uh, I feel like E3 took so much time out of us and, and so much effort that there was like no gaming going on. And before that, I, I had like two weeks full of meetings. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's felt great actually going into my game room, sitting in my DX racer and being able to actually play some games with friends that wasn't lunchtime Rocket League. Nothing against lunchtime Rocket League, but I'm just like, I have an amazing game room that I'm not using at all that it really uh, was bumming me out, so... Besides that, I want to give a shout out to my wife, Juno Jade, um, that uh, she hooked me up for um, Corgi Father's Day. 
got me Owl Boy for the Nintendo Switch. Now, Ooh. here, this is a game that I avoided because I knew there was a physical edition coming out and I kind of wanted to wait. So I, I've put only about, I don't know, 20 minutes into the game. And it is so far really cool, and I, I honestly was playing it before the show started. Like all the like like Jazzy was actually doing work, and Tess was was prepping the show, and I'm over here playing video games. And uh, I was like, I have to stop because there's things I need to do to get ready for the show. And if I if I don't, I'm gonna get hooked big time. And I'm just it'll just be a Jazzy show. There won't even be I won't even be on it. Best show. Ever. But yeah, Owlboy, really cool Metroidvania style. Um, Really cool graphics so far, and, and it's got owls in it. So, I mean, that's a win-win for me. That's Easy. my gaming moment of the week. That's our gaming moments of the week. Let us know your gaming moments on Discord. You can join the Discord by going to GameZillaMedia.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and clicking that giant Discord button. Or if you're here watching us live on Twitch.tv slash GameZillaMedia, then you just click the link that I'm sure is going to pop up here in a matter of seconds. Special shout-out. To at Five Mile Rick in the Discord and at J Rabbit in the Discord, we had a uh, fireworks barbecue, which a good chunk of the gaming community came out to this past weekend, and they they hosted a great event. Yeah, we had some people travel a decent amount of uh, miles to get there, and yeah, it was a, it was a fun time. We didn't play any video games, but we did play uh, some football in the backyard, which is uh, I can't tell you the last time before that night where the last time I threw a football, so that was fun. Yeah, good times, good times. Shout out, Gangster Ass Rick. Oh. Inkster Ass Rick. <laughs> yeah, I, haven't right. pull, I haven't pulled those lines out in a while, so there we go. Um, other than that, anything else we need to say before we get into some news? Nah. Let's get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download the All right, we got some video game news. Topic number one. The Virtual Console successor is Nintendo Switch Online, says Reggie, the man, the myth, the legend. So, good old Reggie. We already kind of knew this was happening, but uh, we had an interesting quote come from uh, Reggie. Uh, which is your president of North American Nintendo here. And, I mean, he's the face of Nintendo for us. When you think of Nintendo, um, as far as getting information, Reggie is usually that guy that, that we're expecting to hear from. And his quote was simply that the Virtual Console successor is Nintendo Switch Online. Right? With, ment- with the mentality that says we're going to be offering a slate of games... And it's a slate that's going to increase over time. For many of these games, they're going to be a, have additional online capability provided in those games. That's the vision we have for now. Or sorry, we have for how to br- the best bring our legacy content to Nintendo Switch. So we already kind of like we knew VC wasn't coming. We knew uh, Nintendo Online was a thing, and it's supposed to hit this September, and we haven't gotten anything, you know, we didn't get any information about it at E3, but, you know, Nintendo Direct, there's usually a Nintendo Direct that comes right around the corner here after E3, maybe we'll get something then, I don't know, but the quote was interesting, 
And just because it kind of links the two together now, like it officially confirms that this really is that next, it's the next way they're going to distribute their content. And I kind of wanted to get some thoughts on it because I still think this is a big miss. And I think from the standpoint that you had such a, uh, such a library on the 3DS, and yes, it was smaller on, on the Wii U, as we talked about before the show with, between Test and I, but I still think it's so hard for a lot of fans to sit back and say, okay, cool, you had hundred, hundreds of games on the eShop, and now we're starting over. We're starting over, and you're going to give us like six to eight games, and then I'm going to have to wait for you to expand and expand when all I want to do is buy the 20, 20 to 40 games that, that I thought was going to be available on VC by now so that I could play them on my Switch. Like I don't need online capabilities for Super Metroid. I just want to buy Super Metroid. That's it. You know? And yeah. like... What are you going to do? Um, build in speed runs so that two people can link up together and start the game together and see who could beat it first? Guess what? That will be a mode that I never use. Because I don't play Metroid like that. Yeah, I guess it would depend on what the actual multiplayer aspect of some of these games are. Because, like, I'm thinking, like, Mario 3, right? So what am I going to do? Like, hey, I'm going to get online, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to wait for you to take your turn and just watch you play the game on my TV at home until it's my turn then I get to go play a level and then it just like jumps back and forth or is there or, some weird like two players same screen multiplayer that they're going to add to these games right I mean that's the question right do you have an original Mario game where now it plays like a newer Mario platform where you can play multiplayer on the same screen do I care about that I don't know right I don't like yeah maybe I would like that but at the same time wouldn't I just enjoy the original Mario game because that's what I know it to be. Just give me the, just give me Mario Three the way Mario Three was. I'll pay you five bucks for it, and I'll be happy. Like, I I think they're they're overthinking the concept that they need to add this extra functionality into these games that are thirty years old that we just we don't need. And for me to sit there and say, okay, cool, what four games am I getting at launch versus the ability for you to take this this all this library that you already had and say, cool, here's two hundred games, right. Like that, like, and even if you wanted to roll them out in chunks, be like, here's 50 games, here's 50 games, or like, here, we're going to start with Nintendo and then we're going to launch Super Nintendo, like, that would be great, but I don't know. I just, this, this whole Nintendo Online, and I mean, big part of it is we don't know what the hell it's going to be because they haven't talked about it. So it's hard to sit there and completely hate on it, but at the same time, I have little faith in anything they've done because the eShop that's currently part of the Switch is a disaster. Like, yes, there's lots of great games on there, but they're a pain in the ass to find. The, the Just the OS, sorry, the, the UI of the of this eShop is is horrible. It feels like it was made in 1992. And I'm running on, yep. on a fucking, I don't know, old-ass computer running Windows 2000. It works, it, just, it works super good. If you time it properly in the games within the the past twelve games of new releases, but the other problem, than that, you got to search through this giant library and like have there's no like rhyme or reason. I to kid it. you not. The problem right now is that so many games launch every week that like if I go, I'm gonna go grab what game? Oh, Ikruga. I was gonna go <laughs> yeah. get Ikruga, fifteen bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll go download that right now. It was already off the new release list. It came out last week. 
<laughs> it's gone. It got blown out already. I'm yep. like, well. And I'm, then when it's not on that new release page, you got to go to the all games page. Yeah. And, and good luck trying to and scroll through that. And that's where I that. get mad. Once I have to go to the all games page, I get angry. And I'm like, how can I have faith in what you're going to do with Nintendo Online when this is what you've led me with? This is what you've shown me. Now, don't. Now, mind you, I still spend a lot of money on their eShop, and I would spend a lot of money on their virtual console. And I will join Nintendo Online. Like, that's not the problem. The problem to me is just, like, I don't understand the decision here to make this the successor when you could have both. You could still release these, like, rehash and still have a, a, a healthy library option that, hell, you don't even need to launch VC. Just add a tab in your shitty eShop that says retro games or something. VC, like, just put VC right there. Just give me a list of them. That way, if I want the original game, I can have it. I don't have to worry about playing yeah. the original golf with online function because guess what? I don't even want to play golf. So why the <laughs> hell do I care if it has online function? Well, you're going to want to play once Nintendo does what Nintendo does best and they sell it to you as a brand new game. Like, no. This has got multiplayer functions. <laughs> it's the greatest new thing to come to Nintendo since the actual original game. Listen, which is what I'll this tell is you how I'm going to play golf. I'll tell you how they're going to get me to play the original golf, okay? It's when they release the Nintendo Labo golf set where I actually have to switch the Joy-Con from, from drivers to irons to putters so that I can play an 8-bit version of golf and it only cost $115. Right. You have to actually switch the Joy-Con into the different clubs. I, I love Nintendo, and I, I was playing, like I said, I was playing the Switch before before the show. Owlboy is fantastic. I just don't understand their thinking here because, okay, you got 17, 18 million systems or whatever. You know, you're aiming for that 20 million mark um, here by next March or whatever it is, right? So I get it. You're trying to sell systems. And even if, let's just say you have 20 million out there right now, and you'll launch, you'll launch Nintendo Online, which is... Which is like what twenty? Like I, I think it's supposed to be seventeen ninety nine, but like right now it's coming out as nineteen ninety nine. A lot of places, I don't know who's wrong there, but let's just say it's twenty bucks a year. I don't understand how you're gonna how that business model is actually gonna make more money than you selling copies of games. You know, I, I just don't get it because you're not gonna get everybody to convert. Right. You know, PlayStation, which has the most successful system this generation, is nowhere near 100% PlayStation Plus uh, or PSN conversion, you know, as far as being a PlayStation Plus member. It's not. It's like 50%. I was going to say, I wonder what the number that it is. It's like I would, between, think, it, I would it's think, like, think it'd be around 50. It falls between 50 and 60%. And so with that, when you factor that in, it's like, okay, so let's just say we could get half. So that's $10 million at $20 a year. Versus having individual games that cost money at like five bucks a piece and up, I just don't see. I see more revenue on the digital individual sales of games. Yeah. Well, you got to cut them a break because Nintendo has got their floaties on and they're jumping into the pool of what we call online gaming. All right. I'm pretty sure they still think online gaming is not going to catch on, it's not a thing. So, no. <laughs> so you got to give them a little bit of time to, you know, <sighs> float around in the shallow end before we decide that they're going to, you know, use the diving board. All right. Let's give Test a moment. Test is a big Nintendo fan here. Test, do you have anything to add to this, con this, this moment of Nintendo pitchery? So, yes and no. So, I agree with you 100%. It looks I like don't, Reggie. 
I don't see how, from a revenue perspective, this is the smart idea. Even if they go Netflix style, you know, getting $20 yearly from me is not anything like getting the $100. Like, Grim, you and I talked before the Switch came out that the second they say virtual console, I'm going to go buy a $100 eShop card because I'm not going to want to be charging $5, $7, $10. Like, I'm going to spend $100 the second that I have access even to the Wii U's eShop. So I don't see how them getting, you know, let's say even say it's 20 bucks. That's going to take five years of me having the online service to make up for the amount of money I'm going to spend day one that they actually just give me content. So I, I agree with you guys from that perspective. What I don't necessarily agree with is we don't exactly know because Nintendo is not telling us shit. We don't know exactly how this is going to work, what games are available, how they're going to be distributed or anything like that. So until we know for certain what exactly we're paying for and how this is, because now that Reggie said this is the replacement, we need to see how this is the replacement. And I don't believe, and I could be wrong, and I probably am, that Nintendo's going to say, these three games a month, these eight games a month, that's a replacement for Virtual Console. No, it's fucking not. Like, there was 200 and some odd games available on a dead console on the Wii U that I can still go and buy right now. There's no reason why this new service should be any less than what they stopped. It will be. They're not going to give us everything right off the bat. But it's just, it just seems like a bad move. But we don't know that it's a bad move yet because Nintendo hasn't told us shit. So I, I, I teeter the fence that I want it to be what we want it to be, but we don't necessarily know that it's not going to be what we want it to be because we don't know anything. So and It's going to have to be cloud-based, isn't it? Because Nintendo... <laughs> they don't have the ability unless they're going to create a new dock that has a giant hard drive in it allow you to just download all these games like PlayStation and Xbox well, do a lot on of your the, a lot of these game a lot of these games don't have they're not big file sizes you know like i mean a nintendo game is nothing right um, but still, when you, you drop two hundred of them on your Switch, <laughs> it's still nothing. I could put like I have a PSP that's hacked right now that has like the entire Nintendo library, the entire Super Nintendo library, Atari games, like, and it's all sitting on a sixteen gig card. But the problem is, is that when you start to include, you know, GameCube games or things like that, then yeah, who who knows? But we're assuming they're going to offer GameCube games. We don't know again. But uh, the real concern. Before we move on to our next topic, the real concern is that our producer may not be the healthiest person, and we need to to steer him in the right direction because the two pizza boxes and two Chipotle bags behind you, sir, like you need to cut back, okay? You need to cut back. That's that's concerning. You'd be putting some work in. <laughs> All right. Let us know what you think about the uh, Nintendo announcement here on our Discord right in the Nintendo channel. Join Discord. Gameslimited.com, scroll to that bottom page, and hit Discord. I didn't know the producers got to eat pizza and Chipotle while doing this. Man. Why am I sitting behind on this side of the desk? I'll produce if I can eat pizza and Chipotle while Man, I'm doing this. We didn't want to tell you that, okay? We're trying to keep you healthy. <laughs> I appreciate keep, it. got to keep one person I appreciate, healthy on I appreciate this show. it. All right, next topic is how Fortnite has trapped Sony and what happens next. So... If you sleep on your rock and you haven't caught on to these stories, uh, Fortnite came out on the Nintendo Switch, which is now its 7,362 uh, way to play this game. You can already play it on, like, uh, 
you know, Google Google Home, and you can play it on your smartwatch. I think you can play it board game style on any Monopoly board that you want. Yeah, Nintendo announced it for the Virtual Boy. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, you can take Nerf guns outside and play Fortnite. Um, it, it's built in. It like syncs up with the servers somehow. You just run out around the backyard and shoot yeah. each other. It's kind of like that laser tag game. You yeah. just you just upload Fortnite onto your mobile device, yeah. click it into the gun, and then like That's when next. you pull the trigger, it actually fires in Fortnite. We should actually stop right now because if Epic listens to this. <laughs> We might be out a lot of money because that actually I'd actually play that. But get a hundred people uh, of your friends into a giant park. You could already <laughs> play Fortnite on the PS4, the Xbox, the PC, the mobile phones, uh, and now Nintendo Switch. Also, etch a sketch as said oh, yeah, by Invalid in Twitch yeah, chat. Yeah, forgot about that one. But it kind of it brought out a sore subject and and because Fortnite is so successful right now it really pissed off a bunch of people and, and me being one of them and that is if you ever attached your epic account to PlayStation mm-hmm. you are not attaching it to the Nintendo Switch what that's right. So all the battle passes, all the skins, all the every everything that you've earned and worked towards that you can share with you know one your your PS4 to your PC uh, and even your mobile, you cannot share it to anything else like Xbox obviously or the Switch. And that's because Sony says we don't want to play nice with our competitors Nintendo and Microsoft, but we'll play nice with Apple, Android, and PC. And it upset a lot of people because they had, like, like so myself, right? I had attached my Epic account to play Paragon. Yeah, that's why I'm mad. I'm yeah. not mad because of, because of the, I, it's, it is Epic's fault, not Sony's in this situation for me, because you didn't trick me with Fortnite Epic. You dangled this little carrot called a, a MOBA on a console named Paragon in front of my face that got to link your Epic account. So I did. Listen. To my PlayStation, and now that game is dead. First of all, to me Paragon. and physically dead. Paragon existed before Fortnite, so I don't even think Epic knew what the hell was going to happen. <laughs> well, okay. clearly Second they of all, Paragon was going for the stars. Baby. What happened was we built we built this account, we attached it to PlayStation, and then because we attached to PlayStation, now if I want to share my, you know, I started playing on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And PC because what I did on both those systems shared across each other. Right now, when I played on Xbox, at the time, it wouldn't link to PC. I couldn't share my stuff, and I think it's still that way. Am I right? I, I think I've got no idea about okay. Xbox. I don't know if they fixed it yet or not. I know that they were working on it, but anyways, I couldn't share my stuff from Xbox to PC, and so I, I felt like progression was a waste. And then, of course, mobile got added in. I was like, okay, cool. So the Switch comes along, I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be able to play at lunch. We're going to do all this stuff. I log in. It says, error. Cannot use this account. And I'm like, oh. So I, I link my Xbox account to it. No problem. So my Microsoft account is linked to my Nintendo account because technically it's just an Epic account. And it's linked there. No problem. The few skins and the few things that I do have on that, on that account is now sitting on my Switch and I can play. But I'm pissed because my... My battle pass and like my twenty skins and all all the stuff that I've worked hard for my John Wick skin that I like to run it's all sitting locked on PlayStation and I'm like okay you know that sucks but then we find out that it didn't matter 
like for a lot of people, they built their Epic account on their PlayStation. They downloaded Fortnite, they built it on PlayStation, and then PlayStation would would basically create a a shadow account over on Epic, and that and you know and they were blaming that being the reason why it wouldn't work and blah blah blah. Right. But now we're finding out that you could have built your Epic account on the PC, and if you would have linked your PlayStation, just even linked it to your PlayStation ID because it's an option in the options menu of Fortnite, when you're on your PC or anything else, it says, do you want to link your PSN account or your Xbox account? Oh, yeah, sure. That seems cool. Why not? No warning. No nothing saying, hey, you might not want to do this, but once you do it, you're done. It's over. And so... Then it keeps, you know, people keep like you got Greg Miller that is basically calling out Sony, and Greg loves Sony, okay? Yeah. But Greg will also talk, will 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 be honest, you know, with with what he says, and he goes, "This is not because you're trying to protect your brand. This is because you're scared. This is because you are are a, you're being just controlling. You're you're fearful, and that's not a good look." So and I I mean and I 100% agree with them. This is simply all this is all Sony and Epic came out and said we are fully capable of cross-playing and giving you guys your access to your accounts. It is Sony that is not allowing it. And at this point, okay, we've had this debate now with Rocket League, with Minecraft, with I don't a few other games. It's time we have come to this point in gaming that gamers just want to be able to play with with you know other gamers across consoles, across PCs. They want to be able to show why place you know I play on PlayStation and I'm going to show you that could be anybody. It doesn't matter what's in their hands, mouse, keyboard, a Nintendo Switch, or their phone. I'm going to beat them. Like it doesn't matter anymore. And for you to be paranoid and scared because you think it's going to affect your sales, it just shows you how blind you really are to your fan base and to gamers in general. And I'm just tired of of this happening. And thankfully. It has now happened to the most popular game in the world right now, so it's pushing Sony to have to try and and save theirself and save their ass. And they come back with a half-ass thought-out like statement as to you know why it's not a thing. And, and I'm gonna read it to you, but but first I'm gonna give Jazzy the microphone and basically let him give his two cents on it because you just got to okay your gaming moment of the week yeah was was you being able to enjoy Fortnite with your girlfriend well she played on the switch and you had to play on your xbox now i know you're a playstation guy you're you bleed blue for god's sake yeah so where would you have rather played cross play with this and and how is this affecting you i mean obviously i'd rather play cross play on my on my playstation because because i'm a playstation guy um at the end of the day, uh, the only difference for me, because I don't really care about all the skins and like all the stuff, like I put money into it. I can go back to PlayStation and, and and make my character look the way that I want it to look while I'm using that console. If I'm just going to go play on the Xbox so that I can play with my girlfriend while she's on the Switch, I don't really care what my skin or my characters look like. However, the big thing for me was the fact that I own the Battle Pass on the PlayStation, and although... I enjoyed just playing the actual game with my girlfriend. I still do miss those little those little challenges because for me, I like doing those during the game. So it's like, oh, you know, I would normally try to kill this guy with my AR, 
but I'm going to try to kill him with a sniper rifle because I have a challenge that says if I kill four people with a sniper rifle, I can get these extra points, which can unlock cool stuff for me. So not necessarily the actual unlocking of something that I'm that I'm super worried about versus more the challenge. Do I like the fact that I'm getting cool stuff by completing these challenges? Absolutely. But I'm also more into the fact that it's just a challenge and trying to do something different. Some of my favorite and best moments in playing Fortnite have not been like a just well-fought victory royale. They've been just dropping down into moisty mire and trying to gather chests before other people and then chopping the whole forest down and building a giant fort. Like, the only reason we dropped there was because there was some sort of challenge for you to try to collect chests there. And that sparked this whole other thing that made one of my most memorable moments in Fortnite. But at the same time, if I, I do want to sit down and play around Fortnite with my girlfriend while she's sitting on the Switch up in bed, I have to be on my Xbox. And, and that's kind of silly because... Every everything I'm grinding for and all of those challenges and all that time I've put into the PlayStation. So yeah, that's the deal. Is that when I sit back and I'm looking at my Nintendo Switch and it says level 42, and I go, "Wow, I could be level 84 because I'm a 42 on PlayStation." Like I could be level 84 and I could have my battle pass completed and I could be getting my next like epic skin and I could be getting the advantage into the next battle pass, which I, which then I'm more, you know, willing to pay into. Right. Because you get that, so this that boost. is a, yeah. So so, you know, so this is affecting Epic at the same time. Because I'm in that I'm in that boat now where I'm kind of cooled off from the battle pass because I'm not as driven. Because like when I'm at work and I want to play two, three, four rounds of Fortnite at lunch, I don't because it's like well, it's not going towards my battle pass. I'm not about to start another battle pass. I'm not I'm not interested in that, and. It just kind of has ruined this cool announcement that happened with Nintendo and bringing Fortnite to the Switch kind of like stalled for me because of this situation. And I'm not saying Fortnite's not fun and I still don't enjoy it, but it's just for me, it's like I played, I played just, we talked about the other night where I signed on PlayStation, we played uh, Fortnite with a bunch of our friends. And I had a great time and then I sat back and go, man, that new skin I just unlocked, it won't be on my Switch tomorrow when I try if I play around. Like mm-hmm. I just it instantly I think about it all the time now and it bugs me. It just kind of takes away from the game which which is directly affecting Epic. I think Epic, you know, like companies like Epic, companies like Psionic, they they're ready to have their game broadcasted across anything that plays video games. And if you're so afraid that people are going to leave your console or they're going to leave your platform or they're not going to buy your accessories, then guess what? You don't have a good product. Don't yeah. ha- don't handcuff people because you don't tr- believe in your own product that much. The PlayStation is a good system. Okay? It's a very good system. There's a reason why you're number one. It's not because you're lucky. It's not because, you know, your system's not good. It's a good system. It has great games. It does everything that it's supposed to do. Why are you fr- why 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 are you so scared? Yeah. And this isn't this isn't a like a pure a pure stat by any means. But we're gonna do just the three people in this studio. I play Fortnite. Grim plays Fortnite. Test plays Fortnite. I've owned every Sony device that they've ever put out for gaming since they've put it out to this day. Minus a PSP. I've owned a PSP. I just don't have it currently. 
but can't, I've owned it before. Shoulder, you can't prove it, man. You can't prove it. It's not real. <laughs> Fake news. You have owned every single PlayStation device at one point, haven't you? I still do. All right. Test, have you owned a PlayStation console ever in your lifetime? The yeah. only thing I didn't own was a PS1. Yeah. I've, I've had everything else at some point. So that's three people in this studio that play Fortnite that have purchased multiple Sony products. So what are they afraid and of? And we still play it on our Switch and Xbox and PlayStation and everywhere. Like, yeah, what, what are they afraid of? I know this is a small, you know, number, but you figure that's three. <laughs> you figure that's three of us. Like, the percentage of people that play Fortnite on the Switch or an Xbox probably have, if not do, own a Sony product as well. Yeah. Well, I think, and you can leave leave uh, leave Test unmuted. I think Test could tell the story of like he had a relative that wanted an Xbox because his friends were playing Fortnite on Xbox, and you know, and Test was able to sit there and say, "Well, you do know that like, and this was before it was announced, but it was pretty much a done deal that it's coming out on the Switch, and you're gonna be able to play it with your friends." And you know, at that point, all of a sudden. Did he still want an Xbox? Like, what? What do we know? What happened with that story? Or is it still being kind of uh, worked upon? Well, I mean, this the, the story. You got the story pretty much right, but that definitely speaks real heavily to why Sony doesn't want to do this. Because yeah, he wanted to buy an Xbox. He wanted an Xbox for his birthday. His fourteenth birthday, he wanted an Xbox simply to play Fortnite with his friends on Xbox. Yeah. So. Had Xbox taken the same approach that Sony had, or had Microsoft taken the same approach that Sony had, then he would have had to buy an Xbox, and that's $500 in revenue that Microsoft takes home based on not being able to do it. However, he's happy as hell that he can take his Switch to school and do whatever he wants, or when a bunch of friends come over, they all don't have to bring their own Xboxes to play together. They can all just have their Switch, or you got someone on the TV, and whatever. So it's still... Yes, Microsoft lost, you know, potentially a $500 sale by allowing crossplay, but it's made gaming better. And that's what Phil uh, Spencer's come out and said. That's what Reggie's come out and said. Like, they just want to make gaming better. They want to be better for the gamers, better for the developers, yeah. at the expense of themselves in certain cases like this one. Because bottom line is that when you make gaming better, yeah, you know what, you might have missed out on that sale. But you may, but because you're the face of this change, of this push, people are going to want to support your product, your brand more. Gamers are going to want to support you more than the corporate assholes over here that are saying, well, no, you can't share. We're like, that's going to cost us a, qu a buck over here. Like, like it matters honestly right. to them. And like side question for you, Test, and I don't know if you know this or not. Has he, and this was because he wanted to buy an Xbox One so he could play with his friends, has he owned an Xbox 360 or an original Xbox in his lifetime? No, he's 14. He, 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 got, a, he got a Wii, okay. and then a Wii U, and now he's got a Switch. So this is his first Microsoft console he'd be asking for strictly because that's what his friends have, and that's how they'd be able to play together. And you still could, like, this. okay, so right this second, yeah, maybe he doesn't get an Xbox. It still could end up that way because, like, as much as I like, not, like playing on the Switch... When you go play Fortnite in four, you know, on a system in 4K or on a PC with like 120 frames per second or whatever, like you notice how nice it is. So like, yes, it's great that you can play on your phone, but at the same time, trust me, when I run Fortnite on my PC, there's nothing that touches touches it as far as visuals and controls. So it could still get to that point where I I've been given easy access to play this game anywhere. 
And because of it, as I become more of a fan of the game, I'm and I want to get better at it, I pick a platform that I believe I could be better at. So or that it looks better. You know, you get these people like BMC, they're just complete graphics snobs. You know, they're like, right. oh my God, is it 4K? No, I don't want it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But there's also other games too that we're talking just Fortnite. If if I played Fortnite exclusively on the PlayStation 4 and did not own an Xbox One, if tomorrow I get an announcement saying that Gorilla is now a Microsoft exclusive developer and their next game's coming out on the Xbox One, S or X only. I'm buying an Xbox. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't have to look beyond uh, Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory just got purchased by Microsoft and was primarily a PlayStation exclusive yeah. company. You know, a lot of people are calling Ninja Theory out for being traitors, but like the fans of Ninja Theory might go buy an Xbox with the, with whatever next game comes out because that you know they're an exclusive now, but. I mean, let me let me read what PlayStation response. We never even got to this. This this was PlayStation's response to to this uproar about crossplay with their system. <laughs> Here at Sony, we are always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is interested in to enhance their gaming experience. Fortnite is already a huge hit with PS4 fans, offering a true free-to-play experience so gamers can jump in and play online. With 79 million PS4s sold around the world and more than 80 million monthly active users on PlayStation Network. 80 million. So what they do, they they clumped up all their PS3 users. All and like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, you got more active users than you have PlayStation 4s out. Like, that's already a, just a shitty stat that you posted there, in my opinion. But... Active users on PlayStation Network, we've built a huge community of gamers who can play together on Fortnite and all online titles. We also offer Fortnite crossplay support with PC, Mac, iOS, and Android devices. Expanding the opportunity for Fortnite fans on PS4 to play with even more gamers on other platforms. This is the worst image Sony could have given themselves. Because not only do they tote their own numbers, which no one fucking gives a shit with this, right. with this particular problem, okay? No one cares. And then you sit there and you talk about, well, we do offer cross-play. You know what we're talking <laughs> about. You know what we're asking for. And then the, on top of that, we're always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is interested in to enhance their gaming experience. Clearly, that is not the case because if you go to any of your forums right now that has this topic on it, you will see that your fan base wants crossplay with Xbox and Nintendo Switch. Oh, so well, you are not listening not wrong. at all. Their statement's not wrong. They said they're interested in knowing. They never said they were going to do anything about it. They said that they were interested in knowing. <laughs> Why don't you go work for Sony, Jazzy? I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> I don't give a shit if, what, what it says. This is they, why they it's should, bad. Yeah, this is why fix, it's a bad statement. It almost would be. It, it almost would, well, not almost. It would have been better if they just didn't make a statement. This statement right, helps right. them none. 
We hear, we hear you, but we don't act upon you. We have 79 million units because we want to remind you that we're number one. We have 80 million people using PlayStation Network, which is more than we even have shipped systems. So now you know we're pulling numbers from the past. We, have, uh, we, we allow cross-play with the, play, with, the lo- with the platforms that you're already familiar with and you already know that we offer cross-play with, and you already know that we don't allow Nintendo and Xbox, but we're not going to even say a single thing about those two platforms. We allow every platform except those two, and we're not going to address why. You could have simply told me, told us, we don't want to do it because, you know, we're afraid of of allowing our network to be to be connected to their network. You know, you could play that same card that you played earlier this year, where you're like, well, you know, if we connect to Xbox, we worry about children's safety. I didn't like it, but at <laughs> right. least you at least, at least you gave yeah. us a reason about that direct yeah. crossplay. We can't control the Xbox fan base, so we don't want to put our players in jeopardy, yeah. basically. But I mean, bottom line, Sony did nothing to help themselves with the statement besides fuel the fire and if anything more. And you have people like, you know, I mean, there's major celebrities out there that are you know, within the gaming industry that are calling you out. There's everyone is not sitting. There's very little people supporting you. The only people supporting you are the people that are already on PlayStation that, that don't own a switch that don't care about cross play. And they're like, yeah, Sony's number one. We don't need to share with you guys. Like that's not the point. The problem. and, And I've said it again, is that PlayStation is starting to act like they have in the past. So if you're young and you're like, PlayStation's great, they're the, they're the best ever, and, and you didn't get to live in, in previous generations where Sony made major mistakes and fell behind and allowed Microsoft to be number one, allowed Nintendo to be number one, then you don't know that, that PlayStation was death to their fan base and didn't pay attention to the things that they wanted when they came out originally as this underground, you know, group. They were they were the gaming company that did things different than the big boys. And that's why people fell in love with Sony. And they lost that. And when they lost that, they were no longer number one. In fact, they struggled very badly because of not being very good in laptops, not being very good in a lot of other things that they were doing. They, as a company, they were not doing well at all. Then comes the PS4, where they turn, sorry, I should say, end of life PS3, when they finally realized it, and they turned things around, and it just rolled right into the PS4, and they took off like a, you know, just crazy fast, and just sold a ton of systems, and were doing things just the right way, and indie support, and all sorts of stuff was just coming through. And now we're seeing this this big and mighty PlayStation kind of flexing their muscles. Like, they're that guy in the gym that's just like, those are my weights, bro. Don't touch them. And, and you know, like, he's just that, he's that bro. He's that guy that you just love to hate. And it's starting to show. It is starting to really look like PlayStation is just getting too big for their own good. And I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I hope they shift a bit. But decisions like this, decisions like the lack of support for a for a $400 PlayStation VR, and we don't see anything about barely anything about it at E3 or any other convention. The the piss poor support for the PlayStation 4 Pro and and poor marketing, like it's just one thing after another. 
Okay, the Vita was a disaster, and they just couldn't support it. They wouldn't support it. They let it die, and that's what they're doing. They're just—they're not listening. They're not reacting. They're not giving the things that their fan base wants. And, and guess what? Xbox quietly through the last couple years has been. You can you, you can play original Xbox, Xbox 360, all sorts of stuff on the Xbox One. You—they you, just—they just bought five more. Five more studios. Yeah. They just launched 18 exclusives. How many did Sony show off? Like six. So like... Of the same ones. We got one, yeah, one yeah. new exclusive. Xbox is secret is slowly doing what Sony did to them last generation. Xbox 360 was dominating. They were clearly number one. They were just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things they were doing people didn't necessarily like. You still had, you know, just quality issues with the Xbox and it didn't seem to be corrected that right away. And sure enough, here comes the PS3 and just kind of swoops in because they just started doing the same thing that Microsoft's doing now. And it's like, it's fine when you lose the crown and somebody else gets it and like it happens, right? We're going to have Nintendo be number one again. We're going to have Sony lose the crown. We're going to have Microsoft try to go for it. That's, that's part of competition. That's part of industry. But I'm sorry if you're looking at it from Sony's standpoint and any company, they want to hold, they want to hold that number one spot as long as they can. You're not doing yourself anything good by, Building up these giant walls and saying you're in PlayStation prison. No, that's right. just not the world. We don't live in that world anymore. It doesn't work like that anymore. If anything, this concept is such a old school Nintendo concept that it blows my mind that it's coming out of PlayStation's headquarters. All right, say what you want. I, I got it. I'm done. No, I got nothing else on this one. I'm honestly, I'm fix, honestly over it. Yeah, <laughs> fix your shit, PlayStation. Fix it. There's people in this stream right now that just went out and bought a brand new Xbox after getting a brand new PlayStation 4 the same fucking day. You want to know why? Because they're mad at you because you suck dick and you're making piss poor decisions. It's time for the Patreon perk news topic of the week. And we have something happen that uh, has never happened before. We had a tie. No. We had a tie. We have two Patreon news topics this week. The first one, Xbox stopping up, stepping up and basically saying, hey, we are not getting involved in VR. Not going to happen. We are not bringing virtual reality or mixed reality to Xbox. So... Virtual reality, mixed reality, gaming mostly take uh, took a backseat at E3 2018. We did not see a lot of uh, VR, mixed reality, augmented reality, whatever you want to call it. There was not a lot of talk about it. A couple games here and there, but it was pretty slim pickings. Xbox came out and made a statement, and, and the, the quote is, We don't have any plans specific to Xbox consoles and virtual reality or mixed reality. Uh, this is coming from Chief Marketing Officer Mike Nichols. Uh, our perspective on it has been and continues to be that PC is probably the best platform for more immersive VR and MR. Uh, as an open platform, it just allows faster, more rapid iteration. There are plenty of companies investing in the hardware side and the content side uh, and some uh, collaboration in between. 
So, obviously, on phones, augmented reality is a good scenario as well as uh, that going that's going to grow. But it, as it relates to Xbox, no, our focus is primarily on experiences you would play on your TV, and ultimately, ultimately, we'd like to make those experiences more broadly. So, I just think it's interesting because we have we just brought up the PlayStation VR. Yep. At one point, a $400 add-on to your PS4. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's gotten cheaper. You can find them for about 200 bucks now in a bundle. Half price. But the support has been lackluster. Piss poor. Whatever you want to call it. And now we have Xbox coming out. Clearly just, in a way, making a statement that like we have no fear at all that Sony over here has this device and we don't. Don't care. It is not going to matter when it comes to video gaming and selling consoles. And I I tend to agree with them. You own a PlayStation VR. Yep. I used to own a PlayStation VR. I think the only reason why you still own one is because you just haven't sold it. Like, I mean, when's the last time you've used it? I I haven't. It's uh, VR to me in general is it's in its infancy. We haven't seen the best at all of what VR is going to have to offer. And uh, I still have mine for the sheer fact of, you know, however long down the line it is, we're going to see that uh, it's finally going to come of age and and start being something that is going to be worth actually putting on and playing. And uh, I just want to be able to have one. Yeah. I think V. I think Microsoft has it nailed down though. I think VR belongs primarily right now, at least right now, on PC because a Oculus or a Vive, um, you know, is so much more usable on a on a PC platform where not only can I play some games with it, but I can also, you know, do a lot of other things with it as far as travel around and and see locations that maybe I'll never actually physically go to or, you know, all all sorts of other uh, medical, you know, they've shown some really cool abilities with uh, being able to like be in VR and and, or augment or uh, mixed reality and be able to sit there and see, you know, uh, from a medical standpoint, do all sorts of cool stuff with it. So I think, I think Microsoft understands that, and this is this is just another sign of things. They understand that they need to make a good Xbox. They need to make a good system that plays video games, has a great controller, has good online functionality, and, and a great community. And over here you have PlayStation that did that. They did that. They made a good system. It's got a great controller. It's got good exclusive games. But then they were like... And I know the Vita came out before the PS4, but they really pushed the Vita at the at the beginning of the PS4 with that whole, like, you can play games on your Vita streaming it from your PS4, which was a joke. But the Vita was another example. We're going to do handheld, and we give up on it. PSVR is really starting to feel like that next thing. Yeah. You know, PlayStation, but even before that, okay? How about this? PlayStation Move. Dead. Oh, yeah, we tried to do what, what Nintendo did, but no one seemed to care because we're not Nintendo. Then it died. Then we're like, wait, we can bring it back with PlayStation VR. So not only is your VR, you know, not supported, but you're bringing back multi-year-old technology to be your motion controls for your VR. Like, I never I never was a fan of that. You should have re- reinvented the whole motion control thing for the VR and released new, you know, up-to-date stuff. But PlayStation VR, like, I just think of a... 
add-on for Sony that's been successful since the PSP. It hasn't. Everything's kind of been off. It's like they they hype it, they push it out, and then they immediately, like six months to a year after release, like push it off on its own little island and just let it survive as long as it can yeah. <laughs> until they drop it. But at the same time, Sony probably just needs to take the same concept or idea that Xbox is with this and saying, hey, you want to know what? We jumped the gun early. We're going to leave this over here. We're still going to work on it, but we're just not going to focus it anymore. And we're going to give you a good gaming experience with the PS4 Pro. We are realistically only a couple years away from a PS5. Do you believe there will be PlayStation VR, PSVR support on the PS5? Uh, do I think the PS5 will support it? Yes. Do I think it's going to be a, a selling feature of the PS5? Absolutely not. I think it's going to be a, here's what PS5 has to offer. Oh, and your PSVR will work on the PS5. That's what I think is going to happen. And they're going to leave the PSVR kind of off on it on its own for, for the time being. Yeah, and so again, at uh, E3, we did get to see, like Bethesda, for example, saying, hey, Wolfenstein and Prey, uh, both having VR experiences. This is what we're seeing. We're seeing a Doom and Elder Scrolls, and we're just we're seeing like just assets of a game that already exists being kind of just like like puked onto a onto a platform, and be like, here's a VR experience. Where is like the original content? Where is the rigs? Like rigs was really cool. Yep. Yes, it died. Yes, it wasn't supported well. Yes, you know they closed the studio. But Rigs was that game that I played on PlayStation VR. Was like, I can see why this is cool. Why this could be cool, and I can't wait for stuff that doesn't make me want to puke as much. But you know, Robinson's The Journey. Again, super nauseous. But again, I was I wanted to play it. I wanted to explore in this world. I don't want to go eat a you know go play in a regurgitated Skyrim because it's VR and be like my god look at this pixelated dragon that's dumbed down to fucking Nintendo Switch graphics because the PlayStation VR can't handle it. Yeah. To be fair, I think a lot of that's on development teams too. Like Those were Sony development teams. Uh, I, I agree. But the what we and want Bethesda. out of it the what we want out of it is we want these these companies like Bethesda and Oop. I mean Briggs was Gorilla, and and I thought that was a great well, game. Gorilla a Cambridge. Gorilla Cambridge. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Calm down. You know, Pump those I get it. Pump those but uh, when when's your when's your big boys gonna step in and make a, a, a VR game that's gonna be worth being in VR? They're not no, because not they're, anymore. They have to push out these other games because VR struggled and the fan base wants the next. Mm -hmm. Not only, yeah, not only that, but they will not do it because because of the like VR is already as far as that goes, as far as like CD Project Red making a VR game after Cyberpunk 2077, like that's their next project. Never gonna happen. The 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 in the uh community is not there. Like the amount of sold VR headsets, not there, right? Mm -hmm. So for them, they can't afford to develop something of AAA quality for a device that, A, can't even support the resolution of anything, and then, like, they, it's just not possible, and no one's dumb enough to do it, and it's the same problem with the Vita. 
The Vita came out. It was state-of-the-art. I mean, when you compared the Vita specs compared to what the DS at the time had, it was night and day. I mean, you could do things on the Vita that the DS, that, that hell, the Nintendo Switch, you'd be pushing the Switch at this point to do. <sighs> yep. And no one would do it because the Switch, because the Vita never sold, and no one believed in it. I'm sorry, Sony didn't believe in it, so how the hell is anyone else going to believe in it? Yeah. And that's the problem. I mean, like, you know. So, you're, so it's one of two things. Either A, the industry of people, <laughs> the fan base of people would have to buy into VR all with the hopes of, hey, you're going to get something good because the more VRs out there, the the bigger the games will get because developers want to develop it. Or more likely of a situation, but still less likely of a situation, a couple of these big boy developers would have to get together and say, hey, we're all going to develop something for VR and try to push the sales of VR. You'd have to, but then you're, but then like, you know, right now it's like I can make a game. Let's just say my third party. Let's say I'm Bethesda. Mm -hmm. I can make a video game right now that goes to 80 million PS4s, 40 million Xbox Ones, and let's just say I get to Switch 2, another 20 million Switch. If I say I'm going to make a VR game, what's it going out to? Right. 10 million PlayStation VRs, and then whatever the piece, and then and then try to get the PC. Yeah. Whatever the Oculus is that's pushing. The, that's the issue. And so these the devel the developers, yes, it'd be great if they teamed up and, and said, let's do it. Let's help this in let's help this product. But they're never going to. The problem comes down to the people making the hardware. And if Sony is going to make this hardware, they're also software developers. So if you're right. gonna make the hardware, support the hardware, and by you supporting the hardware, you will sell the hardware, which then will make the third party people make software for it. Right. That's it. When you give up on your I mean, own you product, have everyone gives up on the product. And then you wanna know who who's gonna like you wanna know who could have the most successful VR campaign uh, this generation? It's real simple. They could make it out of cardboard. Who do you think the company is? It's Nintendo. Yeah. They could literally make a cardboard helmet and you would slide the switch in and use the Joy-Cons as your motion controls because at that point Nintendo themselves would make a Mario VR game and 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 release a patch for Mario Kart where you could race Mario Kart in VR and they just do those simple things with their IPs cuz they would support it and it would sell f millions. And then Ubisoft would be like, oh, well, we're going to make a game for the Switch that has VR capabilities with Rabbids. And, then, and you're going to have all those... Oh, oh, uh, Electronic Arts is going to add a special mode exclusively for the Switch for FIFA where you're going to be able to be Ronaldo. Yeah. Because it's going to be easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy buy-in. somebody's going to have to do that. It's just Square had opportunity with with Final Fantasy. They they released Final Fantasy 15, which was a, a <sighs> solid Final Fantasy game. Then they said, "Hey, we're going to bring you this VR experience." We all got super hyped because they thought at least we're going to get a section of either new content or replayable content in a different perspective in VR. And then they gave us a fishing game. Like they completely blew it. Like yeah. if if they would have gave me the last four missions. Or four levels, or whatever you want to, whatever they call it in Final Fantasy, a Final Fantasy 15 that I got to replay actually in the eyes of the main character. I would have b bought it in a heartbeat versus that fishing game. Yep. 
But I, I do like the Xbox is not getting sucked into this. They're not being like, oh, well, they have one. We need one. No, they're staying focused on what they believe the proper path is. And right now, I side with Xbox. I think the, I think the path that Xbox is on right now is a healthier path. Yeah. And only time will tell. But all right. That was uh, topic number one of our Patreon news picks. Uh, every week, if you're a patron, you get to vote on a topic. But this week, we tied. So we're going to have two topics. The next one, Octopath Traveler will not have DLC. Oh. Because it is already a complete game. Hey, there you go. In the day and age of video games and day one patches and DLCs and season patches, season season passes and all sorts of other crap that you can spend money on, we don't get to see this very often where we get a game that the developer comes out and says, yeah, there's not going to be anything because it's 80 to 100 hours already and it's a complete game. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to be able to play a ton of it right from the get-go. This is a ref- for me. This is a refreshing moment that we don't get to see very often in gaming. Yeah, back in the old cart days, where whatever was on the cart <laughs> yeah. was what you got. Good, good or bad. <laughs> good or bad, exactly. Which, but. which I guess we still have the ability to to see here. Like if they drop this day one, it's a complete game and it's buggy as hell, and they don't patch it, and you know it's a incomplete story and they don't give a DLC then i guess we're in in that same situation but if everything's there and it's you know i don't want to come i don't want to say completely bug free cuz i don't think anything is nowadays but uh it, it plays well and the story content's there for 80 to 100 hours kudos to them yeah now uh unmute test here because i, I want to like Tess, you were saying that this game, and this is another interesting de- uh, developer concept here that we don't necessarily see a lot because of what we would call replay value, is that you can play the complete game in one playthrough. Yeah, from what I was reading online, because they did put out a uh, another demo at E3 um, that I still think's up for download. You get a three-hour time limit. That uh, the game is pretty much you start as one of the eight, and you essentially find the other eight as you go around. You know this this whatever this world this universe, and when you find them, it then asks you like, okay, hey, you just found uh, you know a healing cleric with the the healing staff looking thing. Do you want to play like her chapter one before you go on to chapter two? And you get that option for every character in the game. So it's not like you have to play eight times in order to see everything the game has to offer. You can see everything within one playthrough. See that, and so again, another interesting take on this game. It should be very interesting to see how it sells and 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 the the feedback we get. But I mean, this is this is something that you, we just don't see in this in in gaming right now. Yeah, DLC we, is is pretty much the norm at this point. <laughs> right, but, but why? Why is DLC ex, you know expected, and why are, are these types of things expected? Because companies need to make money. Yeah. Companies, because the $60 price tag of a game is not enough anymore for them because of the cost of development and all this stuff. Yeah, here we are about to watch one of the most anticipated games of the year for the Switch that's not a first party. Um, and even against the first party is is a very, you know, game, a game that's very, uh, got a lot of people's attention. 
going against the grain here and proving and just showing people like like the developer or the the um oh wow um director of this game came out and said we haven't even thought of dlc this is a complete game it'll be shipping as a complete game and and just kept on going and saying that though that uh like I said, you can finish the game in one playthrough, um, and even depending on how you go about things, difficulty will change throughout the game. So it's not even like it's organic; it's it's ever changing, right? And and it allows you to make the decisions, like Tess was saying, where you know you can come along a character and you can choose to kind of backtrack and play their beginning of their story, or you can say, "Eh, screw it, I don't like this character; he's dumb. I'm just going to go on with Keep the main going. story." Right. Yeah, and I think it depends on obviously the developer and how how they do it. Um, you have your developers who are going to dump a bunch of DLC and then make you pay for it, which makes you think that it wasn't a complete game to begin with, and you're paying more and more money to get what you should have gotten to begin with, and it makes you feel kind of shitty. But then at the same time, uh, I think going back to Final Fantasy 15, I think they did it good in the fact of, hey, you get this free DLC on top of the game. The game's complete, but then your DLC, you get to play as the other characters that were in your party and kind of see their perspective of it. Yeah, but here I think it's also interesting is that you can um, technically play this game completely solo. If you don't want to pick up a single extra play uh, character in this game, you can actually play through the entire game as one person. So again, it gives you that, even if it has a linear storyline, you choose if you want eight characters with you or if you want to roll as just one of your favorites or right. whatever, you know, the, the one person. So I wonder, I wonder what the time, like, would you know what the time difference would be on that, you think? Because you said 80 to 100 hours of gameplay. Well, story is 50 to 60, and then if you wanted to, you know, take care of all the side quests and everything, they're saying 80 to 100. Okay. And apparently it's a significant grind as well if you don't go back and play these characters like origin chapters or whatever that you end up having a pretty significant grind um one last point on this that i want to consider square enix here from two different sides so before we give them you know a ton of credit for shipping a game full on cart or you know the, the whole game on the cart i want to first consider the fact that they said they haven't considered dlc yet if this thing sells like crazy then I don't think they're going to pass up an opportunity to uh, to monetize it additionally. Well, right I, now they're getting credit. Right now they're getting <laughs> yeah. credit. Now, another thing, and not to take anything away, because it's still a real um, respectful thing for a publisher, especially as big as, um, or developer as big as, as, as Square Enix to do, is that they've got some of the best storytellers in gaming, right? Square Enix has been known for some of the best story creators in gaming. And then they have this game that's just like a Game Boy Advance looking kind of game, right? Like a little bit ambitious above what you could see, you know, in a higher end 16-bit game. So it's not super shocking that they were able to cram in, you know, 80 hours of content to a disc. Like your assets weren't that hard. Like, yes, the, there's some effects above and beyond 16 bits and the battle scenes look, you know, good for this, you know, traditional JRPG looking thing. But... You also, don't, all all the characters are voice acted too. Right, which is something that you know. Obviously, that's going to take a ton of time as well. But I, I just I don't want to go and start praising Square Enix for breaking the mold when it's you can't compare uh, what Square Enix is doing here to like uh, you know the, the the naughty buttholes and The Last of Us Part Two where they're going to spend so much time on assets. 
you know, for, for graphics and this, that, and the other, the Square Enix just didn't have to do it with this title. So I can see where they had the extra time to actually make a complete game without having to charge extra. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that. It's obviously not yeah. uh, Witcher 3 or something like that that we're, that we're staring at, but it's still a beautiful game in, in and of itself uh, as far as an art style. But yeah, but yeah and uh, where's, where's the line of like a complete story versus like a, a continuation of a story? So it's like take World of Warcraft, for example, like that you don't complain that you had didn't get a full story in the first disc of World of Warcraft because it literally just keeps going and continuing on the story. It's not like you're missing out from what it should have been, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, MMO style for sure. Yeah. As far as ever growing, as far as long as people are playing, playing it exactly. You know, you could you could play you could just say the complete opposite thing about uh, you know like uh, I don't know uh, DC Universe Online, even though it's still still like dragging itself along like it never it never exploded and you probably and some people probably were mad and left the game because it never expanded the way right. it, they thought it was going to but right? to test point if two to four million people drop money on this game and buy it like why wouldn't they just create some sort of extra dlc for the game at that point they can and we'll all sit back and call them liars yep <laughs> we'll have a different time we'll have a different conversation about them all right, we're going to move into our last topic here. We want to thank our patrons one more time for voting on these topics for the Patreon News Topic of the Week. But our last topic focuses on mental health conditions, disabilities. Again. Again. Because the World Health Organization has finally officially labeled Video game disabilities. You can now officially be diagnosed with a mental health condition for obsessive video gamers. What was the actual term? Do they give it like obsessive, obsessive video gaming? Video gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In its That's latest, it in its latest revision to a disease classification manual, the UN Health Agency said Monday that compulsively playing video games now qualifies as a mental health condition. The statement confirmed the fears of many parents, but led critics to warn that it may risk stigmatizing too many young video players. So who? Again, uh, said classifying gaming disorder as a separate condition will help governments, families, and healthcare workers be more vigilant and prepared to identify the risks. The agency and other experts were quick to note that cases of the condition are still very rare and with no more than up to 3% of all gamers believed to be affected. So... This is. I'm uh, not surprised at this point. Yeah, like let's be honest. It's it's gotten to a point with some of the stories that we've heard about people obsessing over Fortnite to where they're like, you know, pissing themselves and then getting you know these bad rashes and okay stuff like that. Yeah, let's not talk. Let's not talk. Let's not like water it down. People that literally needed to use the bathroom and couldn't walk away from a video game, so they would piss themselves and just sit in it. So that they could play a video game. Yep. This is why... It's a disorder at that this point. This is a disorder. Yeah, it is a disorder at that point. And so I, you know, for... There's a lot of people out there that are, like, making fun of it and also being, like, you know, like, are against it. But, like, there are people out there that clearly... 
and I'm, and I'm not saying like guess what you take the controller away from them and you give them you give them a different uh activity <laughs> be right. it drug related or be it or, right. or something else it they, it sounds like that person has a problem and I don't and and it's not just because they're playing fortnite or video games it's because they have a problem the, the issue be though is that if if video games uh, does become that crutch for them, then the disorder becomes a video game disorder. Yeah, you know, and and obviously, if you can help them with that and make sure they don't just shift over to you know something else, worse or or not, um, you know, then then I guess yeah, it's okay to be able to categorize it as a video game disorder. Just like it's okay to sit there and say someone has a drug issue or someone has is a hoarder or someone is, you know, like there's a lot of categories. So I think it's in this day and age where we're glued to our phones, we're glued to our computers, our, our video game systems. We take in so much media that we stare at a screen more than ever to not have a, a categorized disorder for it seems kind of silly. Right, and people have to realize that it is something that can become addictive and is unhealthy, so you need to treat it uh, responsibly. So me being the eSports guy, these eSports team, eSports teams literally practice their trade or and or game 8 to 12 hours a day. Keep in mind that 8 to 12 hours a day includes, like, exercising as a team, eating healthy as a team, like they're making sure that the players are healthy, not just playing video games. Right. And let's also like, again, people need to understand that it doesn't mean every child who spends hours in the room playing video games is an addict. Like that's, that's the thing. Yeah. So we're going to like, I think because of this being categorized and this being an issue, we're going to see a flood of people going, Oh my god, my kid's an addict. Oh my god, my kid has a disorder. Oh my god, like, you know, my kid doesn't listen to me. All he does is play video games. First of all, be a better parent, okay? <laughs> be a better parent. Yeah. Make some decisions, set some guidelines, set some rules, and and see what happens. Don't just jump to the fact that they're an addict. Um, that's that's the biggest concern I have about this is that I think we're going to see a ton of people that are going to be taking their kids and, and everything and basically saying, oh, my God, my kid plays Fortnite. You know, and the last thing I want to see is all of a sudden doctors being like, you're right, and they start, like, prescribing them drugs or something like that, you know, whatever, um, or, or basically, uh, you know, hindering people from being able to do what they enjoy and be like, all right, no more video games. You're addicted. You can't play video games. Here, have a beer instead. Like, what? Right. Like, what? Go outside and play. And then all of a sudden, they'll be like, become great at basketball. I'm like, oh my God, my kid's addicted to basketball. Yeah. Like, I didn't, like, there were some weird, like, slit, video yeah. game disease, like, drug out there, kind of like Ritalin was to, like, hyperactive kids when we were growing up. It'd be like, oh, I'm on Biddlin. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for the people, for the parents and for the people that are watching, like, you know, who are distraught and they're watching their kids drop out of school because of this stuff or, you know, um, seeing families fall apart because the husband's losing jobs because they're playing video games at work and stuff like that. That's yeah, that's what this is for. People mm -hmm. that are wrecking their lives for something that means nothing. That's the problem. That's where yeah. these things, where these these systems come into play and are supposed to help people. And you know, and so I guess to me is I I don't want to see 
I don't want to see it. And we're going to, unfortunately. We're going to see the parents that you know overreact and, and, and think that there's something wrong with their kids. But at the same time, I can't sit here and watch people make fun of it because there is a problem. And Fortnite, not saying Fortnite's the problem, but Fortnite is showing us that there is a problem here. It's one of the first games to make it very obvious at the problem that, that does lie in front of us with certain people just can't handle. It's the same reason why people there's some people that should not go anywhere near a casino. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to sit here and mock it, but I also don't want to sit here and praise it and say that, that this is this is needed because everybody's playing too many video games. Like, because there are going to be those people out there that that point at this now. The anti gamers are going to point at this and say, "See, we told you so. We told you so." And that's not that's not that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is to help people. The, you know, and and like this like this report was saying, the three percent of gamers, uh, you know, that currently could use this system to help themselves. Let us know what you think, though. The, this has been the news, but let us know what you think about this topic and any of the topics we covered today right in our Discord. It is our very friendly community of gamers from around the world. It's free to join. You just go to gamesillamedia.com and uh, you click down the Discord button. And if you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash gamesillamedia, then you're probably going to see a link here in just about a few seconds, and you can click on that to join as well. Let us know what you think. But uh, we need to get into our last segment of news, and that is eSports. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon! Oh, let's break it! Damn! Ha ha ha! I'm back! And you know what else is back? North American LCS. Got my Team Liquid jersey on. They won it all last split. They went to MSI, and they tried real hard. (laughs) Real hard. They didn't do awful, but they didn't do well either. Anyways, this week in eSports, my first topic is Overwatch. Season 1 playoffs are locked in. The teams are as follows. The Los Angeles Valiant, New York Excelsior, Boston Uprising, Los Angeles Gladiators, London Spitfire, and Philadelphia Fusion. So that's right. We are four stages deep. The Overwatch Season 1 playoffs will start July 11th at Blizzard Arena. Meanwhile, out in Shanghai, China, the Dragons are celebrating their inaugural season record of 0-40. Woo 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 woo! Zero yeah, dragons, dragons, and dragons. <laughs> Zero and forty. I don't know how they did it. Anyways, second topic of news. Over the past week, Red Bull Energy Drink Company has partnerships with all fourteen Cloud Nine competitive gaming teams and the Fortnite streamer Ninja. That's right. Ninja is partnered with Red Bull. Sell out. Sell out. (laughs) This partnership with Ninja happened shortly after Ninja and Marshmallow win the charity Pro-Am at E3 2018. And this news also comes with a super cool, unique tournament coming in the end of July where it's going to be like a lock-in. And they're going to be basically playing Fortnite throughout the night until the a.m. 
And he's on the screen there just jamming it out because he's ninja and he could do that. <sighs> yes, he can. <laughs> anyway. He also has lots of money. <laughs> lots, lots. Our third and final topic is back to the LCS. Team Echo Fox are given a win over Clutch Gaming this past weekend in League of Legends due to a f- technical error in gameplay. At exactly 32 minutes and 26 seconds, the game server crashes due to a bug, causing all 10 players to get kicked out of the game room. After a long pause and not being able to actually chrono break the game and reset it back to where it was before they all got booted, the league officials rule that Echo Fox win the game. What? That's what happened? (laughs) Absolutely. You're like, how is that? You're like, what the fuck? Well, here's what their decision was based off of. At the moment of the crash, Echo Fox were up 10K gold, had 7 to 0 in towers. They had killed one of the inhibitors of Clutch. They also had killed all four dragons. And they had killed the only Baron in the game. So needless to say, they had already won the game. They were just closing it out. But you and I both know, Grimlock, that teams have come back from greater odds. They well, ha- maybe not, but close enough. There's been some great comebacks, and I don't think Clutch Gaming was going to come back from that game, but I still don't think that this is an acceptable way to run your league. Like, this is not... Uh, yeah, like, th- you you re- you reset that game and, and replay it as, as unfair as it may be because, I mean... In all honesty, looking at the score lines, like Echo Fox is probably going to win that game, but you got to play it out. It's not over until yeah. that, that Nexus is, is smashed. Also, this uh, now shows us our first issue with uh, with their Kronos uh, system. Yeah. This new system that got implemented just, what, last season, I think? Yeah. Uh, that was very, was, you know, toted around as like this, the most advanced thing where we can recreate anything and we can do all sorts of this cool stuff. Oh, Oh, if the game crashes, which is a major concern for game crashes, then uh, guess what? The tool doesn't work. We can't do anything. It works very well, assuming all 10 players don't get kicked out of the game. If one of those players would have still been in-game somehow, they would have been able to chrono break this game and, and reset it. Also, what type of bug... like? How, how they play on an old patch, don't they? They play one patch back always. Yep, this is a so, eight point ten. I so believe. this patch has been out for for a long time. Yeah. How was this bug? Is this the first time this bug has ever showed itself? Oh, that's the crazy part. Are you ready? The bug happened to be, con- or they believe it was part of a break in the Talia gameplay. So something to do with Talia, the rock thrower, basically glitched this game out and, and caused the whole server to crash. They're still looking into it, haven't figured it out yet. But the crazy part of all this was, is that Huni was playing Talia this game in the jungle. That's right. Dardock, the jungler for Echo Fox, was playing top lane Rengar. They switched roles. Oh, and if that's not enough for you, Grimlock, that's right. The day before this, Echo Fox played FlyQuest, and Huni played bot lane Yasuo, while Altec, their t- their ADC, played top lane Dr. Mundo, and was the MVP of the game. What is going on? The, the, the meta of ADC is no longer, and it's just bot laner now. 
and they're playing like all of these mages and you're seeing like brand ADC and all of this crazy stuff. Well, Echo Fox decided to take the meta one step further and said, you want to know what? It's not just a meta change. We can just play our players wherever the hell they th- we think they're going to be good this game. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this season's been really weird. I don't know, but uh, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. On top of that, scores around the rest of the league. There are two teams that sit at 2-0 and and two teams that are 0-2. The teams that are 0-2 are FlyQuest and... Our runners-up from last split, 100 Thieves, off to an awful start this split. And the top two teams are Team Solo Mid, legit two wins, and Echo Fox, one win and one gimme. That's all I got for eSports. One win Back and one gimme. to you. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm just over here playing this. Uh, it's, it's, it's called a PlayStation Vita. It's like the the best, the most supported system uh, of all time. Like, I mean, Sony really did a fantastic job with it. Here, it's right here. Like, in case you, in case you can't see it, look at that. There are so many great games for this. Good job, Sony. Back in the studios for East. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's been our news. For these topics and much more, you want to visit GameZillaMedia.com. We have our blog there where we talk about all sorts of stuff that just happened at E3. We got hot new blogs coming up this week, so do not forget to take a take a read, leave a comment, and uh, you know keep getting your GameZilla news all week long. So, uh, anything else we're, we need to talk about? Anything we're missing? No. Yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, to Nerd Out, uh, Go Comedy. Yeah, we uh, we had our we had our Nerd Out sale uh, last weekend, and we were able to uh, raise some money for the stu- for the company for the studio, and we had a great time. I, I, we had a lot of people return, like return customers that were hoping we'd be there. Uh, sold a lot of video games, talked to a lot of gamers, and just hung out with a bunch of nerds all day long. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Go Comedy in Ferndale, Michigan. Puts on the event twice a year, so uh, next one will be in uh, October-ish area. But uh, yeah, we we had a we had a blast. We can also officially confirm for all of our local people that July fourteenth we will be at the Michigan Science Center for After Dark Vintage Video Games four five whatever number they're on. I'm not sure, but we'll be there. So we're going to have our podcast booth. We're going to have a swag booth for anybody that's looking for some GameZilla swag. And then we have a new booth, uh, a new section that's going to be added on that is going to be the GameZilla Play Zone. So we might be having some tournaments, some some free play, but we're going to be having a whole section there that'll be uh, for you to come and enjoy some some video games that we're going to put on for you. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. We hope to see you know a lot of you at the event yeah and if you know games is not your thing uh there's some other podcasts that we uh, need you to listen to like uh, the legend of retro noobs and dragons and games of alpha games of alpha first because you know that show is just awesome because i'm on it but and we have the legend of retro that drops on thursdays noobs and dragons drops every wednesday alpha is dropping every sunday and then uh, the Last Action Podcast, which is our new um, action movie podcast, drops on Mondays so that you can listen to them before you watch us live. That's right. 
And uh, I stand corrected. I was mixing two dates up. July 19th. Oh, I was going to say. Is the After Dark event. July 14th is Nerd Barbecue 4.0, as some people wanted to point out to me. Um, Nerd Barbecue, another thing that many people will be invited to. Uh, that, that those details will be coming up in the Discord, so make sure you're part of the Discord. Yeah. But yeah, after dark, July 19th, Michigan Science Center. You already named off all the great shows that you can listen to right on gameslimited.com. We want to thank our patrons one last time. Uh, if you are looking for a way to support us, if you are looking for a way for us to to reach our goals and help us get our, our official studio and work towards future you know, future endeavors, patreon.com slash gamesville media. That is how you can help us. That's how you can support us. That is how you can show that you like what we're doing and you want more. Yeah. Just like we had to show Testonomics that the bottom of the GameZilla sign was the skyline of Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a highlight of uh, of re- recent weeks here when when uh, you told me that story. He, we didn't show him. So, he came to the conclusion. I think no, no, he didn't come to a conclusion. You want to unmute, unmute him? Unmute him. Tell the story. Someone informed him. So you know, I was just doing that work thing that I do to pay the bills. You can stop that by going to games of the media or patreon.com slash games of the media. But I was doing that work thing to pay the bills and you're just talking gamezilla because I like to talk gamezilla everywhere I'm at. And one of my coworkers is like, Man, you know, I really like that logo. Like it's kind of like a you know, a Godzilla with the game controllers and everything. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I really like how it's like the Detroit skyline at the bottom too. And I'm like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, the Detroit skyline at the bottom. Like I always just kind of thought that the that the you know the the beast was just kind of like dripping randomly, <laughs> but uh, apparently that is uh, in fact some important buildings from the Metro Detroit area. So yeah, that's I, I had to keep some sort of uh, some Detroit, Michigan, uh, you know, feel to the logo. Oh, that was that was that was a very good uh, story that we got uh, not, like a week ago or so when you shared that with us. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, episode two twelve of Games Little Podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.